Our Future Now is produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. You know, not only must we vote, but we all have the right to vote. And so you shouldn't have to choose between your health and your rights. Hi, everyone. My name is Jonah Gottlieb, and I'm the co-founder and executive director of the National Children's Campaign. And I'm Natalie Mebane. I'm the co-founder of the National Children's Campaign and vice president of government relations and public policy. And welcome to this episode of Our Future Now. On this episode, we'll be talking with Antonique Smith about why she got into this work as an activist, an artist, an organizer, and why it's so important for young people and adult allies to register to vote and join our Vote for Our Future campaign. Antonique Smith is a Grammy-nominated singer, actress, and advocate for climate justice and human rights. She played Faith Evans in the movie Notorious, Mimi in Rent on Broadway, and Nandi Tyler in Marvel's Luke Cage. She will star alongside Cynthia Revo, T.I., and Courtney B. Vance in Genius, Aretha, the upcoming National Geographic limited series about the life of Aretha Franklin. In 2015, Antonique completed a 20-city act on climate tour with the Hip Hop Caucus and sang for the Pope's climate rally for over 100,000 people on the National Mall in Washington, D.C., so, Antonique, we are so happy to have you with us today. Thank you. Welcome to Our Future Now. Thank you so much for having me. You guys are doing such great work. So amazing. Thank you for being here with us. One thing we would love to know, Antonique, you obviously have a very long and accomplished career as a singer, songwriter, actress, but you still make time for your other work, your activism. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I like to call it Artivism. I'm an artivist. It's a combination of being an activist and using, you know, I'm in the arts, so I'm using my art. I find myself speaking a lot, but I definitely, I'm also singing, and I usually like to start with singing a cappella, Mercy, Mercy Me by Marvin Gaye, just so people could really hear the words, because he wrote the song over 40 years ago, and the problems that he spoke about in that song are even more Badness is worse now than when he started singing about it all those years ago. So I sing that very slowly. And then I think Here Comes the Sun, which is like the solution. But speaking of Mercy, Mercy Me, it's kind of how I got into this whole movement. It was like 2014 and the Hip Hop Caucus was doing an album, which became the first album about climate change called The Album Home, Heal Our Mother Earth. And... You know, at that point, all I knew about climate change was polar bears and ice glaciers, and it just seemed real far away. It didn't seem like it was urgent. It didn't seem like it was something that was really going to affect me. And if it did, like, it just didn't seem relevant, really. You know, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey, so it just didn't seem like something that was affecting me at all. They sat me down and, and they started to explain climate change in the aspect of environmental justice. When they talked about environmental justice and how Black people, people of color, poor people are being disproportionately affected by the pollution that's actually causing the climate to change. It really blew me away when they were throwing stats at me like 60% of African-Americans live within 30 miles of a power plant. When I heard that, I was like, oh my God, I have family who live even closer to it. And my dad worked even closer to it. You know, they just throwing all this stuff at me. And it literally, I was so stunned because I could see how that was actually affecting my life now at that point 
when I thought climate change was this far away, irrelevant thing. And it was like, whoa, this is affecting me today. And then they talked about Superstorm Sandy because I'm from Jersey. And they talked about Katrina and all of these, you know, crazy storms and the droughts and the fires and all of the stuff happening all around the country and all around the world is what's causing climate change. And, you know, how people in poor communities and people of color are the ones who die the most when these superstorms happen. And we're the ones that have the highest rates of asthma. I just literally was just so blown away that it was more than just, okay, I, I, yeah, I, I want to sing this song. Because I was going to sing the song on the album no matter what. I was doing it for a friend. But once they sat me down and told me all of that, it became so much bigger than that album for me. It became more than just singing a song. It became, okay, what the heck can I do to help? Because it's affecting my life and my family and people that I love already. Right now, I can see the connection. And that is when my artivism began. <laughs> well, kind of, you know, yeah, it's definitely when my artivism began. But I was always a little militant. Like, I was the kid in school as a kid. We didn't have Martin Luther King Jr.'s birthday off. And I started a revolt until they gave us the day off. So, I, you know, I always had a little bit of, you know, militant activism in me. But ignorance is bliss. I didn't know that climate change and environmental justice was such a major issue until that moment in 2014. And I never looked back. I did the huge climate march in New York. And I started at that point singing at stuff and speaking and just trying to lend my hand and get the word out and not only inform people of what the problem is, because this is, this is what I do with my artivism. I inform people of what's going on that they may not know about. And I try to inspire them to action, inspire them to join the movement, inspire them to whatever it is, whether it's voting or marching or, you know, joining up, working with you guys, things like that. That's, that's what my job is as an artivist. Why is it so important to be an adult standing with young people? First of all, let me say, y'all young people are just extraordinary. I think what happens as you grow older, you get a little jaded and tired. <laughs> you get tired and young people have so much passion. And also they don't necessarily always carry on the ignorance that sometimes adults have. And so you guys are out there passionate and you're like, you're going to listen to us. Like I was so honored to be a part of the Youth Climate March. To me, it's so important to support the youth because some of y'all can't vote yet. You're not of age to vote, but you have the right message. You have the right idea. You have actually the vision that the adults should have. It's actually pretty sad, especially now. Oh my God. Hearing some people, you know, we're out here and we're fighting for Black lives and we're fighting for our country and this election is life or death. And to hear some of the adults and their responses to the beautiful changes that are taking place socially, to hear the people coming against it, it's just staggering the ignorance that is amongst some of our adults in this country. And so it is a blessing that we have such passionate youth who have the right idea and the right vision and are leading us in the right direction. Likewise, it's a blessing to have an adult who is standing with us because so many people say they care about kids and then that ends once they get to the voting booth. To have you leveraging your platform and using your voice, both singing and speaking, to 
amplify the voices of young people and fight for change in this country, I think is so valuable and so important. Absolutely. So important. It's kind of like, you know, mom and dad, auntie, uncle, grandma, grandpa, big sister, big brother who can vote. If you love me, you will vote for me. You will vote for things that will make our future, my future as a child, like you, you will get in that booth and remember that you love me. And this is why you're making this vote for the right person. We all know who that person is. And so it's kind of like as a kid, you know, you have to just remind your people, the older people who are voting on your behalf, if you love me, this is what you will vote for. This is who you will vote for if you love me. If you want me to have clean air and have clean water and to have rights and freedoms, you will vote for this person over here. Seeing how you've been so helpful to both National Children's Campaign also to another one of our partnering orgs, Zero Hour. I know you were at the Zero Hour March in 2018 in the rain. I remember mm-hmm. that. We had the tent. We had to get a little set. A that tent was set wonderful. Yeah, a tent set up, and you were there the whole day. I mean, you were there from before me. I got there, and I was like, "Oh, there she goes." You've been there in the tent, and really have been a part of this movement for so long. When I first met you, it was uh, in 2017, and you had come for People's Climate March. And we're at the new offices for Hip Hop Caucus mm-hmm. that had just opened the new office in D.C. that week. And there was a big event and a lot of people there. And you were going to sing. Then you let us know. You said, hey, I have a cold right now and I'm a little <laughs> worried. My voice might be a little messed up. I'm, I'm going to still try it. I'm going to do my best with this. And I was like, OK, you know, not expecting too much. Like, you know, she got a cold. She just told us and it's acapella. And then you broke out this song. Here comes the sun. And you sang the song and it was so impactful and so perfect. And you told us a little bit about the storyline of how Here Comes the Sun was the Beatles famous song. You know, this song came mm-hmm. out decades ago, but that you did a cover and remade it. Why, why did you do a remake of that song? I can't take credit for that cover either. When I was recording Mercy, Mercy Me for the album Home, I met Bill McKibben. And that was in 2014. And then in 2015, I was on the Act on Climate Tour with the Hip Hop Caucus. And Bill had this amazing event at BAM in Brooklyn. And I was already going to sing Mercy, Mercy Me. And he was like, I have an idea. There's a song called Here Comes the Sun. And so he asked me to sing this song. This is so sweet. Bill McKibben dubbed me the voice, like the singing voice of the climate movement. I always thought that was so sweet. And it was around that time. And first time I sang the song was at BAM. I walk out onto the stage and Leonardo DiCaprio sitting in the front row because I just wasn't prepared for that. I just, you're supposed to tell somebody if Leo DiCaprio is going to be in the front row. I mean, like in the front row, like, so right here, like, hi, Leo. So thankfully I made it through the song. And it went so well and it was so moving for me too. seeing the effect of singing Mercy Me and singing Here Comes the Sun as the Mercy Me being the problems and Here Comes the Sun being the solutions. But those are like the two core songs that I sing all the time for this movement. I don't think the Beatles were thinking about solar power when they (laughs) when they wrote the song. So, yeah, I can't take credit for that one. I first met Antonique in New York City the week after the September 20th big climate strikes. And we're all at this event and Natalie's just like, guys, get ready. 
You don't know what you're about to watch. You do both songs and then knock it out of the park. You tell these stories, connecting them perfectly. The same exact moment that Natalie went through. She got to watch (laughs) me go through that. And then the very next day, I'm at this event and I'm just sitting there. I'm, I'm like right there in the very back. And I just see you just like walk out on stage. And I'm just like, oh, I get to experience this again. <laughs> Being able to see, you know, there are these adults, there are these people who support what we're doing, who are supporting and are going to all these events to help advocate for young people. Mm-hmm. Just really helped validate all the work that everyone had been doing. Yes. For everyone else listening, you have the opportunity now to go through the Antonique Smith experience and see the amazing performance that Natalie and I have both gotten to see. We are launching our Vote for Our Future campaign, and you'll be able to watch this performance from Antonique doing Here Comes the Sun and talking about how this song is so impactful and so important for the climate movement. And so we are so excited to relaunch Vote for Our Future with a virtual bus tour. And so we will be targeting specifically Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. We're hiring young fellows in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Grand Rapids, and Detroit to be creating huge teams of youth activists and adult allies and cultivating partnerships and relationships and working with elected officials and community organizations to come together and amplify the voices of young people in these communities who are leading the charge on these issues. This is a joint campaign with Zero Hour, our amazing partners who are helping lead the climate aspect of this operation. And this is an operation that will be seeing events in these states of Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania, as well as national events around the country through the election. So our mission is to make sure that young people are voting, make sure that adults are voting on behalf of young people, and making sure that those who are too young to vote are engaging with everyone who's of voting age to make sure that every single person who cares about America's 74 million children is voting on their behalf. And we hope you join us. There are dates for all of our events at voteforourfuture.org. You can buy merch. You can get involved. Please join us, voteforourfuture.org. Another part of our campaign is really supporting vote by mail. As we've seen, vote by mail is, you know, really the safest, easiest, and most effective way to vote. And Antonique, why is voting by mail important? For years now, I always vote by mail because I travel a lot and I don't ever want to miss elections. I think they're all important. Local elections are extremely important. And we have those a lot more often than just the presidential vote. Also now with COVID, it's not safe to go out. Everybody's saying, you know, you're supposed to stay home. So if you're supposed to stay home, you should be able to vote from home too. Everybody's working from home and we're doing everything from home. Don't force people to risk their lives health-wise to do something that we all have to do, like it's a must. We all must vote. And so, you know, not only must we vote, but we all have the right to vote. And so you shouldn't have to choose between your health and your rights. That is the most important. You should not have to choose between your health and your rights. And thinking of rights and voting rights, we saw record voter turnout for these primaries. But what we also saw is extreme voter suppression. Everything from in Georgia, the long lines that they had outside, especially in Atlanta, which is the most democratic part of the state, but also the highest percentage African-American. And Mm -hmm. then of course in Kentucky, 
where in Louisville, the most populous part of the state with uh, was like something like over 670,000 voters, one place to vote, one. Can you imagine that? Yeah, people were literally like banging on the doors trying to vote, like demanding their rights. (sighs) I mean, the most disappointing part with that is that we are here in Vote for Our Future campaign trying to mobilize voters, especially first time voters, to make sure that they get into the routine and the habit of voting from early so that it's something they do lifelong. And now we have people, thousands of them, trying to vote and exercise their rights, as we saw in Louisville, Kentucky, and being turned away. So we are going to be pushing also in this campaign for vote by mail and making sure that that the states essentially use the primaries as their practice run, Mm -hmm. that they're not successful in November in suppressing the vote. So I'm really happy that that you, Antonique, said that you do not miss an election. Mm -mm. Your schedule is packed, but you don't use that as an excuse. Nope. Got to get it done. There's ways to get it done. One of the biggest arguments that I get is like, why are you busy protesting? You should just go vote. You know, why are you complaining? Why are you saying that this bill should be better? Just go vote. And then to see that when people try to vote, they're kept from that just really shows how much the system is just stacked against us. And that this is how they do it is they tell you to go vote so that you don't complain. And then when you do vote, they don't let you. When did you first start really working on voting and and really turning out the vote? Respect my vote in 2008. And that was a really big campaign, vote or die. And, and, you know, you remember seeing it on MTV and all of that kind of stuff. And so that was the kind of the origin of that. And then the Hip Hop Caucus started doing their own thing, Respect My Vote, in 2008. And it was a few years ago that I started to participate in that. It's done so well and gotten so many people registered to vote over the years. When you start voting young, it becomes a habit. It becomes a sense of pride to know that you're never going to miss an election if you can help it. And you're not going to stop voting. This is something that you just are going to do for the rest of your life. So really are thankful so much for your work on that. We're going to be registering voters and we will have a voter registration link on our website, which is the vote for number four, ourfuture.org. And so everyone here listening, when you go to our website, you can click on our website there. You will see the link to register to vote. It will take you about two minutes, literally two minutes from anywhere in the country. You can also check your registration status as well so that if you say have recently moved and you want to make sure like, hey, where am I registered? You can check your registration status. So make sure you look out for that as we will be happy to register voters every single day. You can share the link with your friends, family, strangers, everyone else too. And so the other part of this is we want to make sure that everyone is not just pledging to vote, but pledging to get other people in their lives to vote too. And so please, every single young person listening to this, you still have a parent or a sibling or a grandparent or a teacher or a coach or a pediatrician. You have people in your life who care about you and who should be voting on your behalf. And so if you can get them to pledge to vote, to register to vote, and then promise you that they are going to vote for the things that you care about. And so educate yourself, educate your family, and talk about the issues that are impacting you, that are impacting your generation, that are impacting your community, so that you can make sure that everyone you know is voting on your behalf. That's awesome. So, Antonique, thank you so much for spending this time with us. Do you have any parting words for our listeners? 
Man, you guys, this election is life or death coming up. This We cannot go on like we've had the, the last four years, even on the local level. People out here fighting for Black lives and saying Black lives matter. A lot of that is also what happens in these local elections. It's the local government who chooses how things run in the police departments. So all of the issues that we are all so passionate about right now is dependent on voting. And so I need everybody to not just register to vote, but to talk to people in your lives, talk to your family and your friends and help them get on the right page. Because even if they do vote and they vote opposite of love, we need to vote for love. We need to vote for unity. There's a lot of hate going on and there's a whole party that are just spewing a lot of hate right now. And so I implore you to vote for love, to vote for our future. Antonique, if folks want to find you online, you know, on Twitter, Instagram, how would they do that? At Antonique Smith on both Twitter and Instagram is at Antonique Smith. And my website is Antonique.com. But if you don't know how to spell Antonique, you can go to follow Ant, F-O-L-L-O-W-A-N-T, follow Ant.com, and it'll redirect you to my website. Excellent. Well, we were happy to have you here today with us. And of course, the other site to go to today is vote for with the number four, ourfuture.org. And all of these links will be in our show description. Antonique Smith, it has been wonderful having you here with us today. We are so blessed that you came out to help us out with launching this campaign. And thank yes. you for, you know, overall being a part of this campaign. Now till November, we're happy to have your support and help to help really mobilize young people and those who care about young people yes. to come out and vote for 2020. Yes, I'm, I'm honored to work with you guys. You guys are doing great work. Thank you so much, Antonique. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Our Future Now. If you're new here, please subscribe and give us a five-star review if you like what you heard. All links mentioned during today's episode can be found in the show description. Please also remember to visit voteforourfuture.org to register to vote and get your family and friends to commit to do the same. Our Future Now is produced by Goal 17 Media, storytellers for the common good. Our media partners are Parentology. I'm Jonah Gottlieb. And I'm Natalie Meebane. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time on Our Future Now.